0: And welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm Sarah Rickfeiner, Senior Reporter for Glossy Pop, where I cover the intersections of fashion, beauty, and pop culture. Once a month, I'll be taking over the podcast from Liz Flora to talk to celebrities, influencers, and other guests impacting the culture of the beauty industry. I'm so excited to introduce the latest guest of the pop edition of the Glossy Beauty Podcast, Michaela Nagara. She's one of TikTok's biggest beauty stars with nearly 15 million followers on TikTok and 2.5 million on Instagram. She's also, undeniably, one of its most influential, known for selling out products and catapulting them to virality. I've been following her meteoric rise to influencer stardom for years now. We even named her to our Glossy 50 in 2021. Now, she's just days away from her wedding. And today she's announcing her collaboration with Elf, with whom she worked to bring her dream shade of wedding day makeup to life. While most of us won't ever get to have the Makeup by Mario do our bridal makeup, Nagara's fans will be able to get their hands on her exact lip color at Elf's affordable price point thanks to this collaboration. Nagara started making TikToks at the start of COVID and in the past three years has gained the level of fame that draws constant attention. At concerts, at the grocery store, and also criticism in the comments. In the following episode, she's honest about the experiences one might call the downside of being a mega influencer. Still, she says it is her passion for makeup that gets her up every morning at 7 a.m. to film new videos, including tutorials where she shows her followers how she does her brows or tests new products. Here's my chat with Michaela. Hi, Michaela. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you here. It is the fourth episode of the Glossy Pop podcast, and I have been excited for this day since episode one. I feel like I've been looking forward to this day in a way from the day that I met you, which was (laughs) two years ago.
1: Yeah, long time coming.
0: (laughs) Long time coming. How have you been? I know your wedding is... A little under a month away.
1: Yeah, your girl is stressed. I can tell you that. (laughs) I'm just, uh, you know, wedding planning is very um, time consuming, to be honest. So that's what I've been doing uh, day in and day out and then working on as well. So I've just been busy. My time's been very busy. And then making sure I pay attention to my family and my friends and my fiance too. So yeah it's it's a busy time but it's all blessings and all really exciting stuff
0: as usual when I see you you have a full beautiful face a <laughs> a, a wild eye look a shimmery metallic I know you guys listening can't see her. Uh, is this is this the result of a uh, Michaela Nagara signature seven AM wake up call to
1: record TikToks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? Three years I've been doing my signature seven AM. That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, I mean the look I was going for today was like a grungy smoky eye with a little bit of, of a silver shimmer in the middle. So that's what I got. And um, yeah, 7 a.m. this morning, I filmed about five videos and they'll go up later. And um, yeah, I just I put in the work every day still and I really enjoy it. So
0: showing how to get this look.
1: Yeah, I did. I did a full like I did an eyeshadow tutorial. I did a base tutorial. I did a perfume try on. So every day I try to do like something different to keep it interesting.
0: So, we're, we're recording this on June 6th if you want to see Michaela's exact uh, eye look today. But it will come out in a couple of weeks on June 29th. Uh, time to an exciting announcement, Michaela, a, about a collaboration you've been working on. Um, tell me a bit about your upcoming collaboration.
1: Yeah. So, Elf X Michaela, literally a dream for me. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm obsessed with Elf they were one of the first brands I could buy because back in the day, they were only a dollar per product. I don't know if anyone remembers this, mm, but yeah. they were really, really affordable. And I remember um, I got a gift card to go on the website and I bought, I was able to buy like everything on the website because it was a $50 gift card. Um, <laughs> so it's just very crazy that today, I have a collaboration with Elf. What a dream. And I remember when I first got a manager two years ago, she said to me, if you could collab with any brand and you can dream big, whoever you want, who would it be? And I said, Elf. So this is like just crazy to me that it's actually like real, you know, um, but basically I'm getting married on July 1st. So literally like I'll wake up in a tear, but I have been really struggling over the year and a half that I've been engaged to find the perfect wedding lipstick for me, right? Because makeup is my life. Everything I am is makeup. So I wanted my lipstick to be so, so perfect. And for a little while, I just was not finding that. And then I thought to myself, what if I reached out to a brand? and just shot my shot, because they have the literal ability to create a product from the ground up. So what if I could just create the lipstick myself? And so I thought back to that question my manager asked me two years ago. And I said, can we ask Elf? Let's just ask, see what they say. We went to them and they were obsessed with the idea. They loved it. They were so happy to actually help me and and I spent the last year working with them directly to create the perfect lipstick. So that's what this collaboration is. ELF x Michaela, it is the perfect lip kit for my wedding day and I will use it on my wedding day and I'm just really excited for everyone to see it. And, and you can buy it, you can purchase it if you like it and you think you want to use it for a special occasion or just every day, it's that perfect lip color. So I'm really excited.
0: Lip kit, one product or more? Yes. So,
1: so it is a lipstick and a lip liner. They perfectly pair together and they have this creamy finish and it's the lip liner I'm not the biggest fan of the lip liners that you twist. Mm. So this is a traditional pencil that you sharpen. So you take a pencil sharpener and it gives you that precise tip. So everything I created from the from the beginning to where it is today and I'm um, it's completely designed after my wedding. So the packaging is designed to match the aesthetic of my wedding and it'll actually be a gift for guests at the wedding so it's like really cool
0: are you doing your own makeup at the wedding
1: no definitely not I will I will be I will be I I think what I'm going to be stressing about the most is the vows so if I'm doing my own makeup on top of like trying to make sure I know my vows um I'll be stressing. So I tried to take that stress off of me.
0: Who's doing your makeup?
1: Mario. Okay. What a mean yeah.
0: what a what a what a baller move. Okay. <laughs> That's incredible. So, okay. So you said you started working on this a year ago.
1: Yeah, long time.
0: What was the process
1: like? So basically, you begin with what do you want? You know what do you want? Um, how do you want the lipstick to feel? What do you want the finish to be? What undertone do you want it to be? Cool tone, warm tone, neutral tone. I really wanted it to be a cool, neutral tone because I'm I'm very pale. (laughs) And a lot of times, nude lipsticks pull really orange on me or really, really warm. And that was the struggle I was having. So I wanted to create a cool, neutral beige. And that's exactly what we did. And then how do you want the finish to be? I didn't want it to be this glossy, overly shiny finish because I'm going to be kissing Cody at the end, right? No, so <laughs> I needed it to be something that lasts and dries down nice on the lips. So it's more of a satin matte finish. And then with the lip liner... I like a really pale nude lip. So I like when the lip liner gives enough contrast so that it doesn't look flat. Do you know what I mean? Because when you put on a really pale nude lipstick, it can just make your mouth look flat. So you need a lip liner that gives the dimension. So that's what I did with the lip liner. And they're perfect. Um, I mean, people will see in in all the wedding photos and videos I post, I'll have it on so you can see exactly what the vision was and everything. But yeah, that was kind of the process. And I went back and forth for so long. Like this, this isn't, it's not cool enough. It's not beige enough. It's too warm. It's too orange. And, And you just go back and forth until you really perfect it.
0: Have you ever done this before where you reached out to
1: the brand Oh, like to do something together. Yeah. Yeah. So this was my first time really shooting my shot. Uh, (laughs) And and the reason I reached out to Elf is because they do all their products so phenomenally. And I just knew that they could do the vision I had. I knew that they could get the perfect lipstick. And they have a lipstick in their line called O-Face. It's their O-Face lipstick. And I love that lipstick. So I, I was I was hoping that they could basically take that lipstick and create my dream lipstick. But no, I've never done that before. It's very scary, honestly. <laughs> but I, I do believe in like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So the worst thing they can do is say no. <laughs>
0: oh, oh my, that's literally, that is, shout out to my mom who always said to uh, me, who always said to me if you don't ask you don't get and the worst they mm-hmm. can say is no so, so that is yeah. my exact same mantra in life yeah. thank you mom um, you know <laughs> being being an 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 influencer you know how do you and and having so many followers and eyes on you how do you think about which you know collaborations to do cuz it's you've come a long way from from your first yeah. ones
1: yeah so, so most of the collaborations I've done, I like it to be an affordable price point. So, for instance, Glamlight is an affordable indie brand. E.L.F. is a massive affordable brand. I like the affordability because I I believe you can get exceptionally great products for an affordable price. I also just like brands that like try really hard to connect to their audience, connect to their consumers. And just have fun with with makeup. Glamlight is like spot on with that, right? They came out with like a Scooby-Doo collection recently, a Chucky collection, a Babby collection. Like they have fun with it. They really make it exciting. And that's why I love to work with them. And then Elf, they keep people on their toes. They come out with launches that people don't expect and they do it well. They take their time. So like it, it does definitely... Mad at to me who I work with in that sense, and I I I, I pick and choose very wisely.
0: <laughs> this isn't the first time you've worked with Elf, like you've worked with them sort of as a partner before, right? Yeah, like
1: I've done uh, like sponsored posts with them. I did a live with them. I've done things in the past with them. I absolutely love them. They're such an incredible team, and I've gotten to know them. So you know, that's why I felt comfortable asking them because I don't know <laughs> why not.
0: Who are the brands that you work with the most
1: nowadays? Uh, I, I work with Elf a lot. Um, I do a lot of things with Charlotte Tilbury. I'm trying to think of else. L'Oreal, love working with L'Oreal. I've done a lot with Maybelline. A lot of drugstore brands, actually. Um, a few different skincare brands like Real. Uh, I love to work with Rock. So yeah, it's it's typically that's something that's really important to me is like. The brands that I work with, I work with them like repeatedly because I, I love to form relationships with them and and they give me a chance to typically try the products way in advance so that I can truly get a feel for it, sometimes even before it launches or is even announced or I'll get like the lab sample, yeah, you know, and, and I like brands that do that because it really gives me a chance to try it ahead. Do you find
0: that your your followers respond well or even better to more affordable products?
1: Yeah, I mean, think of it like this: a lot of, especially a lot of people that watch me are younger mm. or in college. Or, you know, when I was in college, I, I, the only time I was buying makeup is with a credit card. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, luxury makeup, high end makeup, it's really cool. The packaging, it's it's nice, but you can get such amazing products at an affordable price point. Like, I love elf i love nyx i love milani maybelline l'oreal killer products and a lot of the times like l'oreal owns a bunch of those high-end luxury brands and a lot of them use similar labs and formulas and everything so yeah i mean people love when i talk about affordable price points
0: yeah so you have had really just the craziest i mean really three years i believe um Maybe of of anyone. I mean, there's a couple people I know like you who started creating content, you know, during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, now I I believe you're close to 15 million followers on TikTok. Um, that comes with, you know, the most incredible experiences you've yeah. traveled the world. Um, it also comes with having eyes on you in a way that I, I kind of know because I met you two years ago that you definitely didn't anticipate Um, what, not only what has that been like, but what has it been like at the different stages of, of growth going from that first million to five to 10 to now nearly 15?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I still remember when I hit 1 million, I was sitting in bed and, you know, refreshing, refreshing. And that's a number that nobody would ever expect to have as a follower count a million followers that's insane to me um so it blew my mind and I remember saying I had a boyfriend at the time and he was like you're probably gonna end up with a million followers and I said I will never get anywhere (laughs) near that dude (laughs) and months later uh I had a million and then it was so once I had a million, I noticed that more people started to see my videos. Mm. So then it just grew even faster. 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million. I, I, I think I went from 1 million to 5 million in, in like four months or something crazy like that. It was super fast. Um, and it's just crazy how the number just climbs and climbs and climbs and it's interesting. I mean, I feel very different now at nearly 15 than I did when I had 1 million cuz when you think of it, 1 million is much much smaller than 15 million. I mean, at 1 yeah. million, at 1 million I I could go out and and no one would know who I was. I w- I was still working at Alta at that time and yeah. and I would just have, you know, traditional shifts where no one would come up to me or anything now at 15 you know I go to the grocery store and and everybody knows who I am I go to the bank and everyone knows who I am it's like it's, it's a very different experience specifically in person um concerts are a lot very overwhelming you know a lot of people will know who I am and and same thing goes for like um if I go to an amusement park everybody everybody knows who I am so like As someone with social anxiety, that's extremely difficult (laughs) being recognized everywhere, but it's a blessing. I mean, I understand that this is like the most privileged job you could possibly ever have. So
0: it's a, I mean, it's a double-edged sword and you've been very open about mental health. I think that one of the things that happens is that when someone has that many followers, I think it's easy for people to forget that there's a real person
1: on the other side. Yeah, I been. mean, I think like just three years ago, I had no followers. So I don't think in three years, I've I've just become non-human. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm,
1: still, I'm still very much who I was three years ago, just with a high follow account <laughs> and a different life. I mean, I'm the same person, but um, it's 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 an adjustment that I am still adjusting to. I still don't fully grasp it and I'm I'm learning every day but it yeah it's a lot
0: have you do you feel like you've you know have improved coping mechanisms now for you know I know you've had some times where you've taken a break from social media what are how do you deal with it
1: oh yeah i mean <laughs> i am i am completely different from when i first began i mean the all th- all 3 years i've been doing this um has come with challenges and in the beginning when i was super new to this and as someone who has anxiety and panic attacks and and paranoia and things like that i would shake and cry and throw up and and go into full blown panic attacks anytime i got a hate comment <laughs> like it was anything yeah. like that you know but now 3 years later I feel much stronger. I feel like I've really built like an armor that I I protect my peace. I I have Mm. to protect my peace. Otherwise, it would be impossible to to do this. I mean, it's it's the internet. It comes with the negativity. It comes with the bad and the good. And you have to accept both when you do this career. And I've really done a, a good job, in my opinion, over the last three years of just Accepting that the good is so much more powerful. Mm -hmm. And when you have when you're given a platform and the opportunity to make someone laugh, make someone smile, make someone's day, teach someone something new, that is what you need to take advantage of versus the negativity or hatred or anything like that. So but if if you would ask me that question three years ago, I would have had a totally different answer.
0: I mean, I think that's something to be proud of. It's it's fascinating. There's I, I don't have the exact statistics, but I think about this all the time. You see that Gen Z and Gen Alpha, the number one career that they say they want to have is being an influencer. Yeah. And you know, you are at the top of of the field as an influencer. What yeah. would, what, what would you tell them?
1: Well, Uh, Let me let me say this first. I, I absolutely adore this career. I love it so much. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't take anything back. I've grown so much over this time. And this is for me. I've had many jobs and this has been one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. And I would genuinely say. Potentially don't strive to do this career because. While I feel so blessed and so privileged and so grateful to be able to do this every day, there are things that I really miss about my offline life that I wish I had still, like privacy and a personal life and peace in that sense and being able to go out in public and just grocery shop like everybody else. Um, and that is the one thing about this career that I wish was different, but it can't, I mean, this career is a choice. Yeah. I chose to lose my privacy. I chose to be in the spotlight. I chose to share things knowing that people could overanalyze or rip it apart or whatever. I made those choices. Um, but If you truly want to do this career, and I guess this is the double-edged sword of it, for instance, I'm extremely passionate about makeup and sharing that passion with the world. If you have some sort of passion that you believe you're meant to share with the world, do it, do it, and do it with the intention to make change and to help people. Don't do it with the intention of money or fame, or anything like that, because that is where it gets rocky. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that,
0: that passion is, I think you would agree, what keeps you waking up at seven in the morning every day. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, you To do this career, you need to be driven by passion because that that topic of burnout is so, so real. And if if you don't have passion driving you and you hit the burnout, that's so bad for your mental health and just your creative ability, if that makes sense. So,
0: looking back on the past three years, why do you think that you did gain as many followers as you did? Because clearly your content, you know, it resonates with people and you connected with people.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's something I'm, as I've grown, I've noticed I've become less vulnerable because I want to give less ammo, I guess, to yeah. rip me up, <laughs> but that's what I miss because yeah. that, I believe that is what, what attracted people to my page was I was able to just be so open and vulnerable and honest. Yeah. Uh, and as I've grown, I've, I've pulled back from that a bit because I'm scared <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Like, Not you're want-
0: human.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to stir any fires or pots. So, uh, I've just drawn back a little bit from being vulnerable, but now that I've grown this armor, I am, I am working on sharing more of myself again, because that's why I, that's what I loved about TikTok is that you could just be so open and honest, but the app has grown so much that it's like a minefield now, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw that you went to the the UN earlier this week. Um, yeah. They had a eating disorder of related event. And that's something yeah. you, you have been open and, and honest and vulnerable with your followers about. What What, what were you there for?
1: So- I went to the U.N. for uh, World Eating Disorder Action Day, which is essentially a day of the year where people who are passionate about eating disorders take action, whether that's working with an organization or an alliance or making a donation or anything like that to bring attention and awareness. Right. So uh, they had this and, and it was a monumental moment because this was the first time ever. That they spoke about eating disorders at the United Nations. And that is a big deal because eating disorders are often not even recognized, especially within the mental health realm. Um, so the fact that there was finally an event solely about eating disorders at the United Nations is massive. That's a huge deal. And it's only the stat of probably many events about eating disorders at the UN. So basically it was uh the National Alliance for Eating Disorders and also the Mental Health Coalition. And it was sponsored by Dove as well. Uh, Dove does a lot of big work with mental health, eating disorders, body image and stuff like that. So they were a great pattern for it. But it was all like-minded people in one place, people who want to make change, right? With eating disorders, bring attention, bring awareness, bring funding, um, bring policy change and everything like that. So it was just a wonderful event to attend. And it was really important that I go to that. <laughs> I I got on a plane. I took the 30 minute flight wow. to New York City, went to the event for three hours and flew right back home. So uh, I, I, I was going to do anything to go to that event because it really was super important.
0: That's actually, that brings up another question. I remember
1: including you in um, a newsletter
0: I wrote after Um, after Roe versus Wade was overturned, how do you think about, you know, how and when to use your platform to talk about issues that you care about?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's something that really, first of all, if it impacts you directly, Speak on it. I mean, uh, for instance, eating disorders, it was important for me to speak on that day because I knew and and I made videos about going to the UN. And and I said, my comment section is a safe space. If If you want to vent about this, if you want to give any sort of advice or tips for me to bring to the UN, that please do. Um, so that's why it's so important. And also you see comment, like, I literally read a comment yesterday on my United Nations video and it said, you're the reason I got help for my eating disorder. And now I'm in remission. Like, that is why you talk about it. That is why you talk about it. Um, and then with Roe v. Wade, like that, I'm someone who is very, very pro-choice. So that really mattered to me when that happened, and I was very, very emotional about it, and I wanted to do something about it, you know, um, so I think you if something really just lights a fire in you, talk about it. I mean, it's not gonna do harm it's gonna it's gonna do more good than harm, so, yeah, yeah.
0: I So again, going back to you know we, we've worked together a bunch over the years and, and we did this story where we talked about we talked about a couple of brands that you had had a big impact on because you had sent their products viral. And there were brands that were big. Um, this was in April 2022. Uh, and there were brands that were more established like Glow Recipe which you wound up uh which you've continued to work with them and then there were smaller brands like Citizen Cosmetics and Bosma Beauty which has since launched in Sephora and I would yeah. venture I guess to say that you played a part in that. Um but but it's a, it's actually it's interesting this it's becoming a theme of the episode virality often winds up being a double-edged sword, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've I've noticed that has become, um, something that not just you, other, uh, big beauty creators deal with as well. Like it, it's, um, I don't know. It like creates, I'm not sure I, to be honest, full in full transparency, even understand all the complications around it, but it can be kind of difficult to make a product go viral. And I, you, you make products go viral left and right. Tell me, tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't wake up in the morning and be like, this, I know <laughs> this video is going to go viral. <laughs> it's not like something I can decide. I have, I, the, the that is okay. So the double edged sword of virality is yeah. that that if a video you create goes viral, that is fabulous. Good for you. But there is an addiction that comes with virality. And this is just my honest perspective and what I have experienced myself. And I know other creators would agree. There is an addictive. It's it's like a drug going viral is so addictive. You want it. Once you have it, you want it. You want it again and again and again. And the reason it's such a double-edged sword is because as as you fight to make things go viral you you begin you learn what causes something to go viral. what mm. can you say? what can you do? what can you show? but as that grows that addiction, you begin to lose authenticity and being genuine because just you're trying to make things go viral, yeah and it was like last year that I realized that that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't want to do that. <laughs> so so a long time ago, I, I stopped trying to go viral, and I still go viral. <laughs> but like I think when you're trying to go viral, it it can have such a negative impact on your mental health. So I would not advise anyone to try to go viral, but if you do go viral, Appreciate it. It's incredible. It's awesome. But don't, don't make that your whole mission. That's what I would say. And then um, the other thing is, because I'm in the beauty industry, we're making these makeup products go viral, right? Yeah. And this industry is jam-packed with makeup. <laughs> there are launches every single day, multiple. Yeah. And when a product goes viral, everyone goes out and buys it, that impulse behavior. Um, And that's just a result of consumption, consumerism, and uh, society, right? And then three weeks later, no one's talking about it. Yeah. And we're on to the next thing. So do I think virality is healthy? No. No but unfortunately that is the way tiktok is designed it's designed to make things go viral so i'm trying to i'm trying to kind of navigate that because i care about my followers a lot they have been there with me since the beginning and i just want people to be self-aware when it comes to buying makeup and everything like that that's
0: that brings me to one of my questions i think like I think about that a lot. You know, obviously being a creator, you're in such a privileged position of trying oh, things yeah. for free and trying things before they come out. How do you think about sort of like talking to your followers about the overconsumption that it that TikTok has really made
1: rampant? Mm, yeah. So, like for instance, I used to do these really big PR unboxing videos. And I don't do those anymore because I give the PR away. Because I found, because when you stat as a beauty influencer, and this is honest, if, if you're a beauty influencer, this is how you feel in the beginning. You get on all these packages and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I have 20 packages here in front of me. All of these brands know who I am. They want to work with me. They want to send me things. This is so incredible. It's like, it's this unbelievable feeling in the beginning, right? But as someone who's been doing this for years now, it changes. There's a shift that happens and you start to say, this is a lot of consumption. These are This is a lot of waste. There's a lot of packages here. This is a lot of filler. And then and, and you begin to kind of question it, actually. So that's why I, I donate and give away majority of the PIA I receive because I'm one person. I can't use that all myself, <laughs> or I give it away to my followers, which is always really fun for me, right? Um, but yeah, overconsumption, and I, I, I'm, I am, I'm not saying that I don't overconsume. I do. I'm yeah. addicted to makeup. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I have way too much makeup than. Than any one person needs, but makeup is my world and my job. So in your a career, little, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's my career. So it's a little different. But I don't think someone who is just the everyday consumer and and enjoys makeup should have as much makeup as I have. It's just so much. Um, but yeah, that's like you said, every single thing is a double edged sword.
0: It's it's interesting. I was not. I was not expecting that theme to emerge. Um, you never know, you never know when podcasting, um, what, you know, you have Elf coming out, you're getting married. Um, what, you know, and TikTok has, has, like you said, you talked about how, how TikTok has just boomed and, you know, there are even new apps that have emerged. Um, none Hmm. that have really blown up yet, but, and what should we know about, you know, what's, what's next for you, uh, what you're thinking about, you know, as mm-hmm. you have so many followers, one thing I always talk to creators about, uh, do you feel that there's pressure to create a brand? Do you want that? Do you not want that? Uh, what What's on your mind these days? I know that's a lot that I just threw at you. I'm very broad.
1: <laughs> um, I think going back to what you said about pressure, there's definitely because this career, in a sense has an expiration date Mm. I have an expiration date I don't know when that is but but it's there right I'm not going to be an influencer when I'm 50 you know so like so there's that lingering question that every influencer has living in their head of what am I supposed to be doing next you know what I mean um, you can only make so many makeup reviews and tutorials. I, I, sometimes I even repeat tutorials because I've already, <laughs> I, I don't know, like there's only so many. I've done maybe like four or five how to put eyelashes on because <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, what else do you do? Uh, but yeah, it, there's that pressure of like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, mm. And I think it's it's different for everybody like the path that people choose to take. Yes. Some people will start a brand Uh, a lot of like the lifestyle influences will go into like acting or they'll write a book or things like that. I think uh, for me, things that are like really important to me right now, one is I'm a very live in the moment person. So my wedding is definitely like top (laughs) of the list, but Once that's done and like wedding planning is over and I don't feel so overwhelmed from that, I am going to my goal is to get my esthetician license because I really one day I would just love to like open a spa. I've always really been into skin and and prepping the skin and and having these products that make your makeup look so beautiful and everything. And I just, I love skin. So I definitely am going to get my esthetician license. That's like my goal after I get married. And that also, in my opinion, I just want to have more credibility as a, as a makeup artist and a content creator who talks about skincare and skin and everything like that. So I think it'll really give me more education and knowledge, you know? So that's kind of where I'm headed.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I hope that you take your TikTok followers and, and me on that journey with you.
1: Well, how fun would that be, right? Like yeah. come to class with me. And, and this is what I learned in esthetician school today. Like I love that kind of stuff, so.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um so what are let just, you know, let's just have some some fun, in the last couple minutes, obviously else your your lipstick, which by the way, uh what's it what's it called? Is there a name?
1: Uh there is a name. It's Till Death Do Us hat ah
0: yeah of course like pod too yeah <laughs> I can't believe I just did that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's uh yeah it's it's really quirky <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that I mean it's by by the way how do you feel about the Kim Kardashian sound
1: <laughs> no I have to tell you about this actually so <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I've seen so many so many comments that are like, "How does Michaela feel about this?" And like, what people don't realize is that that like, the internet, the internet exists, but real life does too. Okay, and everywhere I go now, I hear <gasps> Kim Kardashian <laughs> screamed <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> it's like, And this is no, I I kid you not. And this is, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Last night, a cat, don't know who these people were, packed in front of my house and started screaming Kim Kardashian out the the vehicle. Oh
0: my God, I'm so sorry.
1: No, that's fine. But like, this is like the reality of like that kind of stuff, right? But I saw someone say like, she should have saw it coming. Like she should have known that that audio was going to go viral. And I mentioned in a video, I don't know, a couple of videos after that video, of course, I knew that was coming. (laughs) Like, I know, I know what gets people going. And I'm the type of person I love to get people going. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny when you first said that I was like, wait, how could she know? But you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you can't
1: because my voice is such a like, oh, people love to just like talk about it. So if if I can mess with people, I will. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it's just like it's I mean, funny, and it's man. not just
0: you. It's not just you, voices on TikTok. And I think, I I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but women's voices, people like to police women's voices. I tell it to
1: everybody. The reason, one of the biggest reasons people care so much about my voice is because I'm a woman. Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally. But, um, no, you know, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's my accent. It's my voice. And I have every right to own it however I want. And if that means kind of messing with people a little bit, having some fun, sure, why not? So...
0: (laughs) Good, yeah. good for you last question what are what are the five you know uh summer staples the five michaela nagara makeup summer staples
1: okay or, or skincare really, too whatever you want that's a really good question <laughs> um okay elf sunscreen SPF 30 the, the NYX, glow
0: one michaela the yeah the glow, glow one, one.
1: It, it's okay. in a white tube with a yellow cap yep and then Every single day, I have been using the NYX brow glue because it's humid, it's hot, and that it glues your eyebrows down. So I could rub, I could rub my eyebrows right now, and they won't move. And that's you need that in the summer. So that uh, I really like like a glowy foundation in the summer. So I've been using the Charlotte Tilbury Beautiful Skin Foundation, super pretty in the summer. I think you need setting powder in the summer and you want something that's going to like absorb the oils. So I really like Kosas Cloud Set. It's a pressed powder and you can just use it as a finishing powder, but it really helps with like oil absorption and everything like that. And then I would say I really enjoy like a lip oil in the summer, but there's a bunch I like. I love the Dior, the NYX, TAC. So, yeah, all those lip oils I, I love. So, yeah, I, 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 I wear like like right today. I have this like intense makeup on. But in the summer, I like it light, you know, because it's so hot.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's like you don't want your face to melt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Congratulations on everything. The lipstick, the wedding. Thank you so much for joining us on the pop podcast.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. This was awesome.
0: Thanks for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast.